Someone said, when God wants to bless you, he sends people. When the enemy seeks to destroy you, he sends people. People can be a blessing and people can become a curse. There are countless people I can mention today, but I don't have time. People who have impacted our lives or my, my life. But what I know is that the quality of my life depends on the quality of my relationships. The quality of your life depends on the quality of the people you surround yourself with. The people you connect with. In business, they call it networking. Networking. Your business can only go as far as your network can reach. That's, that's business. You can't go further than your network. Customers network, partners network. So, what does God say about networking in life? How do you find the right people? How, how do you find those people in life? How, how, how do you find the right people in life? What if you have been hurt by people? We need to talk about it. What if you've been hurt by people? So let, let me turn to the Bible and read a story in the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 3, verse 1. Meanwhile, Moses was shepherding the flock of his father-in-law, Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Let's go to verse 7 to 10. Then the Lord said, I have observed the misery of my people in Egypt and have heard them crying out because of their oppressors. I know about their sufferings and I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and to bring them from that land to a good and spacious land. A land flowing with milk and honey, the territory of the Canaanites, Hethites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. So, because the Israelites' cry for help has come to me, and I have also seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them, therefore, go, I'm sending you to Pharaoh, so that you may lead the, my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. There are three categories of relationships in life. We all have them. Or at least we all need them. Three. Three. We all need them. There will always be someone behind you. You will always have someone beside you and always have someone ahead of you. Watch this. There will always be someone behind you there will always be people or some people beside you in life and there will always be someone or some people ahead of you. Keep that in mind. The story of Moses will help us identify these people in our lives and manage our relationships accordingly. How do we identify people behind us, people beside us, and people ahead of us? You can never make progress and fulfill your purpose if you don't identify these three people. 
in life. You need them to succeed. You need them even to survive. To survive in life, you need these three people. So let's talk about someone behind you. Someone behind you. God called Moses for a specific mission. The mission was to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. The Hebrews were not ordinary people. They were not just people to lead. They were slaves under a powerful nation, a powerful government. They ate like slaves. They walked like slaves. They spoke like slaves. And most importantly, they thought like slaves. They thought like slaves. The most challenging task for a leader is to lead someone who does not think like you. And here God is calling Moses to lead these people who don't think like him. They are thinking like slaves. They needed a leader. They needed someone to speak for them. They needed someone who had what they did not have. What is it? Access to fire. They needed someone with access to authority to speak for them. Moses was raised in Pharaoh's house. He knew the protocols of the house. Moses knew the jokes and the language of the house. You know, each, each house has got their own jokes. And you say it and everybody laughed. Okay. Moses knew those jokes from Pharaoh's house. He was the perfect choice for the task. He had what other Israelites did not have. He had something they did not have. There is always someone who needs what you have. No one has everything, but everybody has something, including you. You have something. There is always someone who needs your help, someone who needs your advice, someone who needs your skill, someone who needs your smile, someone who needs a hug, someone who needs some money, someone who needs some prayer. Someone needs something from you. Someone needs something. Everyone has something to give. Everyone on earth has something to give, including you. You have something to give and someone needs it. I don't know what it is, but you may know. You know what? Our 15 years old, 15 years old daughter, she's now teaching us the language of social media. Yes. There are things she's saying. She said, this is how they say it. I'm like, since when they started saying it? I taught you to speak. The point is, she's got already something we don't have. And if she thinks she's not useful, she's deceiving herself because she's already useful. She's got something we don't have. We all have someone behind us. Someone who needs what we have. Look around you and see the needs in people around you. Look around you. That's where you need to start. People around you have need. You may not save the world, but you can put a smile on somebody's face. You don't have to be another Moses, but you can change one life, one need at a time. When you discover a need and you commit to meeting that need, you discover your purpose. You know why some people feel like they are useless on earth? 
sorry to say this, but you feel useless. <laughs> you feel useless or bored because your life revolves around you. If you pay attention around you and see the need and make that need your target, your goal to meet, you'll get busy. God will open your eyes to see a need that I can't see. Go fix that. Unfortunately, the people we want to help are not always great. Yeah, I think you want to, me to go there. Let me go there. Exodus chapter 2, 11 to 15. <laughs> Years later, after Moses had grown up, he went out to his own people and observed their forced labor. He saw an Egyptian striking a Hebrew, one of his people, looking all around and seeing no one. He struck the Egyptians dead and hid him in the sand. The next day, he went out and saw two Hebrews fighting. He asked the one in the wrong, why are you attacking your neighbor? Who made you a commander and judge over us? The man replied. Are you planning to kill me as you killed the Egyptians? Then Moses became afraid and thought, what I did is certainly known. When Pharaoh heard about this, he tried to kill Moses. So the, the story went to Pharaoh. But Moses fled from Pharaoh and went to live in the land of Midian and sat down by a well. The people Moses was called to rescue betrayed him 40 years ago. These very people, they are the people who caused him misery. The same people God sent Moses to rescue are the people who betrayed him. If I was Moses, I will tell God I don't want to. I'm still hurting. Those people are not grateful. Do you know what they did to me? I lost everything because of them. I lost honor. I lost, I lost inheritance. I lost everything because of them. I'm not going. Find someone else. Sometimes God will send you to help the very people who hurt you. Hmm. Hmm. God will open your eyes to see a need into a life of someone who has done something bad. And you are like, God, is this really you? Can you open my eyes more clearly? <laughs> yes, it's him. <laughs> People will not always be grateful to you. Maybe you've invested in someone and they let you down. Maybe you gave your all to someone. You gave even your heart. My children are singing a song at Christmas. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. You gave it to someone else. And I'm like, why did she give her heart? <laughs> you gave your heart to Jesus. Maybe you gave your heart to someone and they abandoned you. They abandoned you. Maybe you tried to help someone, you know? Your intention was to help, but you got in trouble because of your help. The story changed. Oh, he was trying to, oh, she was trying to, ah, I came to help you now. Okay, that's, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Remember, God sees it all. 
God will reward your sacrifice. People can forget what you've done for them, but God will never forget. So, there is always someone behind you and they are waiting for you. So, let's talk about someone beside you. Someone beside you quickly. Exodus 17, 8 to 13. At Rephidim, Amalek came and fought against Israel. Moses said to Joshua, select some men for us and go fight against Amalek. Tomorrow, I will stand on the hilltop with God's staff in my hand. Joshua did as Moses had told him and fought against Amalek while Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. While Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed. But whenever he put his hand down, Amalek prevailed. When Moses' hand grew heavy, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat down on it. Then Aaron and her supported his hand, one on one side and one on the other, so that his hand remained steady until the sun went down. So Joshua defeated Amalek and his army with the sword. Moses' staff represented the power of God. It's Moses who heard from God. It's Moses who was called by God. It's Moses who was called to lead. Moses was the leader. It's Moses. Moses could not fulfill this mission alone. Despite the fact that he received all the revelations and all the things, he could not do this on his own. So Moses needed some people beside him. Despite all his skills and talent and wisdom, he needed some people beside him. In this passage, without Aaron and her, even Moses' life was in danger. Listen, because the Amalekites had come to destroy the Israelites. Victory was not dependent on Moses alone. Moses needed Joshua to lead the army in the field. But he also needed Aaron and her beside him. Watch this. Without her. Let's talk about her because Aaron was the high priest. So we can say, oh, he's, the most Im- he's important. Her is mentioned maybe only twice in the Bible. So let's talk about this insignificant person. His name is even hard to pronounce. Her. So without her, there would have been no victory on that day. Pay attention. Her was as necessary, as important as Moses on that day. Her was as necessary as Joshua, who was commanding the battle. Her was as necessary as Aaron, the high priest. Because of partnership. This was a teamwork. There is power in partnership. Moses tried to raise the staff alone for some time. Oh, Moses tried it. One minute. Two minutes. I don't know how long Moses went for. He thought he could do it. Because he started. But some, at some point, it, it, it grew heavy. It grew heavy. Moses needed Partners. He needed partners. Even though Aaron was not a prophet and her did not have the power to produce miracles, they could do one thing well. Listen, one, one, one thing. Support Moses' hand. 
What a simple job. Just that simple task made a big difference. Do you have people in your life who can hold your hands up? Do you have people who pray for you? Do you have some people you call when the going gets tough? Are you in a connect group? Surround yourself with people who can hold your hand. Oh, let me flip the question. Are you holding anybody's hand? We all have people beside us. We just fail to recognize them. Sometimes we fail to recognize them because we undervalue what they bring. Can you imagine the criteria for Moses to select these two guys was just two people who can stand and hold his hand. Not two people who can pray or speak in tongues or sing well or look good. No. Two people, it doesn't matter how tall or short they are. It doesn't matter. No. Two people who can hold my hand. That's all he needed. He needed partners. He, he initiated it. He needed help. They say teamwork makes the dream work. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Surround yourself with people who can help you. And I'm saying surround because it's your choice. You need to open your eyes and identify these people. Who is in my life? They are there. You don't just like them. They don't fit your criteria, but they are there. There is no way God will leave you as an island. There are people in your life you don't like them. That's why you don't ask for help. Or there are people you think they've disappointed you. Don't leave those who disappointed you. Come to church, find people here. And when I talk about networking, it's not about finding people who have just what you want. No. Find people who have something and you also bring something. That's good partnership. People who need what you have and people who have what you need. Surround yourself with those people. Don't be a taker. Be also a giver. That's a good partnership. That's good networking. What I'm talking about here is don't despise people around you. Don't despise people around you. There are people who can help you. There are no such a person called self-made Millionaire. Have you heard of it? Uh, He's a self-made man. He's a self-made person. That is a lie. No one has become a millionaire by themselves. Everyone received help from someone. Don't take credit. You need people. You need someone. So, let's move to the last one. Someone ahead of you. You need someone ahead of you. No matter how much you know or how successful you are, there will always be someone who knows more than you and someone who has what you don't have. No matter how far you've gone in life, someone will always be ahead of you. There is always someone who has been there before you. Always. Always. So let's go Exodus 18, 13 to 22. The next day, Moses sat down to judge the people. 
and they stood around Moses from morning to until evening. When Moses' father-in-law saw everything he was doing for them, he asked, what is this you are doing for the people? Why are you alone sitting as judge while all the people stand around you from morning until evening? Moses replied to his father-in-law, because the people came to me to inquire of God. Whenever they have a dispute, it comes to me and I make a decision between one man and another. I teach them God's statutes and laws. What you are doing is not good, Moses' father-in-law said to him. You will certainly wear out both yourself and these people who are with you because the task is too heavy for you. You can't do it alone. Now listen to me. I will give you some advice and God be with you. You'll be the one to represent the people before God and bring their cases to him. Instruct them about the statute and laws and teach them the way to live and what they must do. But you should select from all the people, able men, God-fearing, trustworthy, and hating dishonest prophet. Place them over the people as commanders of thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. They should judge the people at all times. Then they can bring you every major case, but judge every minor case themselves. In this way, you will lighten your load and they will bear it with you. Oh, let's go back to that story. Moses was more influential than his father-in-law. He led more people than his father-in-law. He was more anointed by God than his father-in-law. But Moses was humble enough to allow Jethro, the father-in-law, to speak in his life. Moses had a choice to listen or not. Moses' attitude towards Jethro was defining. Ignoring Jethro's advice could have cost him time, resources, and even lives. But Moses chose to listen. Do you listen to someone? Who do you listen to? Is my question. Who do you listen to? Who do you listen to? Have you allowed someone to speak into your life? Do you have someone who can say no to you? Oh, can someone say no to you? Really? And you don't do it. Oh, they are now becoming controlling. She's controlling me. He's controlling me. They are controlling me. He's controlling us. Oh, nobody can say no to you. They make mistakes, make mistakes, make mistakes, make mistakes. same mistakes over and over and over. Why? Because they don't want anybody to speak into their lives. You know what? People are willing to go on YouTube and ask a question to YouTube. How to? Instead of making a phone call and call someone, they think can help them. Pastor, how can I do this? Ah, uh, 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 no. Who, who, who does he think he is? Who does she think he is? Okay, YouTube, how to do this? Sorry, 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 sorry. God has surrounded you with people who are ahead of you. Just open your eyes and see it. Do it. You just don't want anybody to speak into your life. You don't want to hear a no as an answer. No, no, no. I live my life. I do what I want. Okay. How far have you gone? Ah, let's check. The, let's evaluate last year. What did you achieve? 
and last 10 years. Why are you still having issues in your marriage? You don't listen to anyone. Why do you still have issues in your life? You don't listen to anyone. That's why you are still struggling because you don't listen to anyone. And I'm not judging you. I'm telling you the truth. Begin to listen. Allow someone ahead of you. Jethro was not powerful than Moses. No. He was just one step ahead in terms of leadership. He had experience. You will make much progress in life if you surround yourself with these three people. Someone behind you gives you purpose. Someone beside you gives, gives you courage. Someone ahead of you gives you guidance. God will always put these people in your life. They are there. You just need to open your eyes to see them. It's your responsibility to identify them and relate to them accordingly. This season, some people in your life need your help. They are behind you. Some people are willing to help you. They are beside you. And there is someone in your life who is there to guide you. Be humble and recognize their roles. They are there to help you. Maybe you have been hurt by people. I acknowledge that. And you are now hesitant to welcome people in your cycle. I, I know that can be the case. Those who you tried to help betrayed you. Someone you thought was a partner became a foe. Someone you respected and listened to ended up abusing you or disappointing you. Yes, relationships can be messy. I acknowledge that. When God wants to bless you, he sent people when the enemy want to destroy you, he also sent people. So you just need to pray for the right people. But you can't hide from people. Your blessings is into people's hand. So I have some recommendations to you. One, forgive people. It's time to forgive. Maybe you've decided not to trust again, never to listen again, and never to help again. Don't miss your blessing by withholding, by holding back. Moses could have said the same thing. Oh, they hurt me. Oh, they disappointed me. Oh, they betrayed me. He accepted to lead the same people who betrayed him not once but many times. They were these people. Okay. That's for another time. In isolation, you won't fulfill your purpose or God's plans for your life. Get out of the hiding. Meet people. People will bless you. And maybe I've hurt you. Keep showing up. That's what makes humans humans. Learn to forgive people. Secondly, value people. God brings the right people in the right season and for the right reason. It's on you to open your eyes. And value them. Because they are there. Some may not look like you anticipated, but they are there. Open your eyes. There is someone in your life now who needs help. There is someone to partner with you, and there is someone to guide you. Open your eyes, brother. Open your eyes, sister. There is someone in your life. The last thing I want to say is let people go. Someone who is behind you can be moved beside you, and you don't need them behind you anymore. Or you don't need them ahead of you anymore. Things have changed. That is okay. When these people 
change, let them go. Oh, I want to make this clear. Let people go. Understand when the time is over and let them go. The hardest people to let go are the people beside us, the partners in our lives. It really hurts to let a partner go because we've been exchanging help. But when the time comes and you see they've been moved somewhere else in, in their lives and they're no longer fit in your circle, let them go. It's okay. Every time God takes someone in your life, he brings someone else. This is the principle of life. Every time God takes a partner out, he brings another partner. That's the experience of my life at least. So I want to declare that God will bring you the right people in your life, in the right season, for the right reason. Open your eyes.